we are yet about to receive or to analyze the words of Jesus which we started analyzing in the ep- in the in the episode in the series of he that had episode 1 we'll come to the episode 2 and before we start i want to share a word of prayer with you now, father in the name of Jesus we want to thank you once again we have come O oh god to hear your word we pray that our eyes of understanding will be opened that you will enlighten us to receive understanding of God, to apply our hearts to wisdom in the name of Jesus. Speak your word to us, O God, the infallible word, the divine holy word that is able to change lives in Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for this powerful time in your presence. In Jesus' precious name, have we prayed. Amen. Beloved, welcome to hear the heart episode 2 so Jesus began by saying by sharing with us in the book of Matthew or in the book of Mark Jesus began to share a very powerful word with us and then he said in Mark chapter 4 and the verse number 25 that for he that hath to him shall be given and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he has. It means that he that has will be given more, and the one who has nothing, even the little they have in their hands, will be taken away from them. And we began by trying to understand this powerful word. Now, the words of Jesus are like onions, ladies and gentlemen. You have to keep peeling them layer by layer, layer by layer. And as you keep peeling them, Nobody has beaten you when you begin to cry. That's how onion, onions are. So, so as you listen and you expose yourself to the words of Jesus over and over and over again, there are reactions, there are things that, that happen to you and all of a sudden, you begin to respond to the changing word of the Lord. You begin to respond to the, to the washing word of the Lord. You begin to respond to the refining word of the Lord. The word refines you, changes you, and makes you a better person. Hallelujah. So, what is the major difference between he that had and he that has not? What is the major difference between them that have and those who do not have? What is that particular thing that separates these two people? Remember, we are all created in the image of God. We were all blessed. The Bible said he blessed them and he blessed them. So when God created man, he blessed man. So we are all blessed. So he that heart has a blessing of the Lord upon their life. And he that has not also have the blessing of the Lord upon their life. Yet the circumstances of life, yet their daily living and their daily choices and daily decisions, Causes them to separate into two particular, two particular food, two particular kind of people. And one of the people is he that had, and the other one is he that had not. Now, when you look at Second Peter chapter one, and the verse number five to the verse number eight, the book of Second Peter chapter five, the verse number. The verse number five to the verse number eight the bible said and beside this and 
beside this, giving all diligence, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to underline the word diligence, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly love brotherly kindness i beg your pardon and to brotherly kindness charity it says if these things be in you and abound they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Second Peter chapter 1, verse number 5 to the verse number 8. Now, let me take it from the ASV. Yea, and, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence that is the first quality and it says adding on your part all diligence in your faith supply virtue in your virtue knowledge and in your knowledge self-control come on now self-control in your knowledge self-control and in your self-control patience and in your patience godliness and in your godliness brotherly kindness and in your brotherly kindness love for if these things are yours and abound they make you to be not idle take this take this the the, the, the king james says if this thing abound it says if this is be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful so in other words idleness is equal to barrenness this is exactly what the asb so the asb uses certain powerful words now in 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 place of godliness it uses the word self-control self-control no in 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 the place of temperance i beg your pardon in the place of temperance it uses the word self-control and i i i I like this particular version for two reasons for two reasons because i'm about to speak on very very strong stuff and i need you to i need you to pay rapt attention i need you to pay rapt attention now now king james says that you shall neither be barren and the ns the asv says that you shall neither be idle they make you not to be idle or unfruitful idle idleness is equal to barrenness idleness is equal to barrenness but 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 before I come to take these virtues one after the other and explain certain powerful precedents to you that separate generations, that separate people. There were two people born from the same womb, yet one becomes he that and the other one becomes he that not. What separates these people? What separates the people that have and the people who have nothing? It's not their spirituality. It's not their church, their church going effort. It's not their spiritual and religious effort. It is certain qualities that they have embedded in themselves that makes them to be to become either he that had or he that have not. 
certain qualities that enters them, certain qualities that they grow up with, certain qualities that they conquer, certain qualities that they build along the way, makes them to become he that had or he that had not. And what are these qualities, ladies and gentlemen? These qualities, number one, is diligence. The number one quality is a quality of what? Diligence. What does it say in 1 Peter 1, verse number 5? Yea, I'm reading from the ASV. It says, Yea, and for this very cause, adding, it says, adding on your path all diligence, adding on your path all diligence, yea, for this cause, adding on your path all diligence. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to speak on the on the on the first number one positive trait that he that had the one that have what makes them become he that have they have certain traits, and one of the traits I am talking about is the trait of diligence, 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 the trait of diligence, diligence, diligence. Slothfulness is a destroyer of destiny. Strong slothfulness is a destroyer of destiny. Nothing works without somebody at work. Nothing will work without somebody at work. Now, what is the meaning of what is the meaning of diligence? What is the meaning of diligence? Diligence can simply be explained as hard work and patience. Hard work and patience. There are many Christians who have who have, who have totally given up on the spirit of diligence. They have given up on the spirit of diligence. Therefore, nothing seems to work in their in their life. Nothing seems to work in their ministry. Nothing seems to work in their business. The unbeliever is doing very well than they are because they have re- rejected the power of diligence. God the Father worked. God the Son worked. So what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't just be believing God without a work in your hands. You cannot be. You cannot believe God without any work in your hands. You will find believers today doing nothing, and they will say, "I am believing God," and God is just laughing at you. Have you not? Won't you return to the ancient landmarks? Will you not return to the word of the Lord that tells you that diligence is something you have to add on for this course? Put on your part. On your part, add diligence. For this cause, if you want to become he that has, you have to have diligence. The Bible said, when God came on the face of the earth, the Bible said the earth was without, without form and it was void. And the Lord said, let there be. He began to create. In other words, when he met a situation he was not happy with, he began to work. He put himself to work right away. As a child of God, to come into the place of he that has, you must be ready to work every day, any day, any time. You must be excited to work. Hard work is a blessing. It's a blessing. The Bible says faith without work is dead. So the diligence, you cannot have a fruitful faith without supporting it with the power and the spirit of diligence. Am I talking to someone tonight? How does diligence make you to become he that has? 
another definition of diligence is diligence is the persistent relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem to overcome difficulties and to accomplish great things and to accomplish great things to accomplish great things today many believers are non-achievers because they do not put the force of accomplishment and achievement in themselves they do not put it to use and therefore the case of dissolution is so plain in the street of our nations in the street we are we are working in a generation where social media has taken away and the and the and the invention of technology has taken away the very the very the very core of productivity from our youth you find a young man a young woman that is that is that 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 has spent hours they spend hours on social media they spend hours doing frivolous stuff they spend hours on useless things they spend hours on things that have that add no value to them watching people's story commenting and liking people's photo staying on the phone hello <laughs> hold on hold on i'll call you they pick another call hello hold on i'll call you back hello how are you how is the children you you are you spend hours on the phone you spend many majority of your day on on the phone and on technologies on tv on other things that do not benefit your destiny that do not add to you that spirit of diligence is being wasted now the enemy is attacking this generation by taking away the the the, the power of diligence from the from from, from the youth from the youth there is no diligence there is no what diligence there's no diligence so therefore many of these young people have entered into desolation desolation and have become he that has not i want to bring to your notice how diligence will make you hear the heart and i'm sure a lot of us are very we are very we are very familiar with this with 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 many practical examples in our communities but in proverbs chapter 10 and the verse number 4 proverbs chapter chapter 10 and the verse number 4 the bible says he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand but by the hand of the diligent maketh rich he becomes poor that diligent that deals with a slack hand he become poor that deals with laziness he become poor that deals slothfully he becomes poor that does not take anything serious in his life now asv kado shapaladas asv see what he says see what the asv says he become poor the work with a slack hand by the hand of the diligent make it rich if you do not rise up to work if you do not rise up to work if you do not rise up to work you will become poor a little sleep a little slumber then shall poverty come upon you like a thief in the night you have to put yourself to work it is not just about prayer to over to overcome the curse of poverty and to overcome the curse of distraction to overcome the curse of social vices we have to rise up and put ourselves to work we have to rise up and operate in the power and the spirit of diligence jesus said i must work Jesus said, I must work. I must work. 
I must work. How can you follow Jesus? How can you follow Jesus and not work? John chapter 9 and the verse number 4. As long as it is day, I'm reading the, the NIV. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no man can work. Now, the King James says, I must work the works of him that sent me. This is Jesus speaking. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the, the night come, the night is coming when no man can work. So if Jesus must work, if the Holy Ghost is working, if God the Father has to work six days and rest one day, what are you doing sitting down doing nothing? What are you doing? And say you are believing God. Believing God for what? Rise up. Rise up. He can't bless you with an empty hand. When he called Moses, he asked Moses, he said, what is in your hands? What is in your hands? Before you complain of what you don't have, what do you have in your hands? Those who place pleasure before labor will live perpetually under pressure. Those that places pleasure having fun before labor, they will live perpetually under consistent bombardment on all front of life. He became a poor that dealt with with what a slack hand by the hand of the diligent make it rich the bible said see thou a man that is diligent in his way he shall come before kings so to be to rise up into the place of importance you must rise up on the wings of diligence on the wings of diligence you must rise up on the wings of what of diligence History teaches us how many people have become millionaires just by operating on just this one principle. And, and, and time will fail me to tell you about these many stories. But I am going to tell you the story of one Colonel Sanders, the man that, 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 that pioneered the KFC movement at the age of 65 years. He had little to show for his service. He had nothing except a roster and a $105 monthly pension check and a recipe for chicken. The man knew that he could not live off his patient, his patient, his pension pay. So he took his chicken recipe in his hand and got behind his wheel and got behind the wheel of his van and began to, to walk around the nation trying to sell his recipe to restaurant. Over thousand restaurants rejected this man by persistence and relentlessness. Effort every day, every night, despite the no's that he, that, that he received. In fact, at long last, one person said yes. And that was the beginning of the man's wealth. After the age of 65 years, it is not late. It is not too late for you to begin to operate in the power of, of, of diligence. It is not too late for you to begin to operate in the anointing of diligence. It is not too late for you to begin to rise up in the place of diligence. It's not too late. It is not just about prayer. It is not just about prayer. 
time will fail me to tell you of Abraham, uh, of Abraham Lincoln, a man that failed many times of his life, a man that failed over and over and over again, and one day rose up, one day he rose up, and this man became the president of America. Uh, through the power of diligence, time will fail me to tell you about a man called Einstein who invented the light bulb, who failed 99 times, and on the 100th time he succeeded. Time will fail you to tell you about practical examples of people that have struggled over the years and has made it in life after not giving up persistently. Persistently. So the spirit of diligence is the spirit that set people apart. The spirit of diligence is the spirit that, 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 that separates people. It does. It really separates people. Gado shevege debelagas. Ipagado shepeleva lukapaya. Vegero shevelebe. Now, let me say something to you. Success, in fact, outstanding success, never heard of kind of success, is not your ambition, it's your birthright. It's not an ambition, it's what your birthright. So if you're not working in that dimension, you have given up your, your birthright. Now why do I say that? The Bible says that you are redeemed as the light of the world and the salt of the world. A city set on a hill and cannot be hidden. So outstanding success is your birthright. It's your birthright. It's your birthright. Outstanding success is your birthright. It is not an ambition. It is your birthright. And until you understand that and rise up to your divinely ordained position and rise up to the top of the world, you have disappointed God. Am I talking to someone? Am I talking to someone tonight? Now, circumstances has clouded the minds of people and has walked them into a place where they think that eating and sleeping and having sex and sending children to school is all there is to life. It's all there is to life. And Satan comes and says, it's enough. Satan says, it's more than enough. <laughs> it's more than enough. It's more than enough. Send your children to school. Satan has negotiated people out of their inheritance. And tonight, I am raising up your, I'm, I'm bringing back to your attention the social media and technology that takes away your time and your effort to be diligent. He's negotiating people out of their, of their, of their inheritance in God. Now, the second virtue that makes him that heart, second virtue, is the virtue of faith. The virtue of what? Of faith. Now, faith is defined as a firm belief in something for which there is no proof. It is also a belief in God. <laughs> Mark chapter 11 and the verse number 23. Mark chapter 11 and the verse number 23. Six things you should know about faith. Number one. Number one. Faith is a personal trait that will cause you to overcome big problems and obstacles. For verily I say unto you, in Mark, Mark 11, 23, it says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever say unto, the, unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, 
but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, mountain represents an impossible situation. Mountain represents difficulties and obstacles on your way. Mountains represent mountain represent the difficulties that you will face. Mountain represent the rough road that you will go through. We will get there. Heaviness will get there. It may be rough. It may be muddy. We know, but we know that for surely we will get there. So, 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 faith is a personal trait that that enables you to access the impossible. It's faith. It, it enables you to access the impossible. It enables you to access the impossible. Now, now, faith is a personal trait that causes an individual, an, an individual to have a good report. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 2. For by it the elders obtained a good report. To have a good report that you are experiencing abundance, you need to be to be little wiser than, than, than the neighborhood monkey. You will need to see the correlation between positive traits and prosperity. Good things are usually said. Good, good things are usually said about positive faith, faith-filled people who believe in a vision before it becomes a reality. They believe in a vision that no one. In fact, they set their visions and people laugh at them. That you must be crazy. This thing cannot come to pass. This thing can never happen. This thing can never happen. You must be crazy. They have to. You need to have belief. You need to believe in this vision that the Lord has put in your heart. Even though there is no evidence that it can happen, you need to believe in them. There are people. The person that, that invented a plane that is flying in the air, he has to believe and have faith that it is possible in order to to put to birth through the power of diligence to put to birth what he can see in the spirit. You don't have faith, you can't you can't achieve anything. You don't have faith, you can't cross mountains. You can't have faith, you can't overcome problems. So faith is a very important, it's a very important trait that makes you or separates you from, from, from the rest of the crowd. Man of God, man of God, if you do not have faith, you will not even believe in your own self. You will not even believe in your own visions. And anybody can talk you out of your inheritance. Anybody can talk you out of your purpose. Anybody can make you abort your destiny. Because you can't even believe the vision that God has placed in your heart. You can't even believe it. Redo Shiva Ladahas. Faith is a personal trait that makes a person victorious. First John chapter 5, verse number 4. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So faith makes you an overcomer. So regardless the difficulties you face, regardless the obstacles you face, you keep pushing, you keep moving forward, you keep moving forward, knowing very well that there is a crown ahead of you, and that your battles and your pain cannot be compared to the glory that is set ahead of you. Come on now, am I talking to someone? Faith. Faith is that same personal trait that makes a person a visionary. <laughs> By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, but endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 27. Faith, 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 faith makes you a visionary. Faith makes you see things that others cannot see. Faith makes you do things that people cannot do. 
faith. You got to believe. Faith is a personal trait that makes a person no longer a fool. Hebrew Psalm 14, verse number one. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. That's why they live their life anyhow. That is why they give their strength to women. That is why they give their strength to, to alcohol. And the Bible said, alcohol is a mocker of them that drink it. That's why you see them lying in the in the in the gutters. That is why you see them living irresponsible life. That is why you see them beating their, their, their wives, living a life in a family that is very disorganized. They can't even control themselves, not to talk of controlling their family or putting their family in order. The fool say in his heart, there is no God. Whenever you see someone that does not believe in God, remember that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And there is no peace for the wicked, say the Lord. And so such people does not have peace in their life. Check their life. A lot of turbulence. They are running from one thing or the other. They run away when no man chases them. Come on now. Now, the sixth thing you must know about faith is this. Faith is a personal trait that, that, that pleases God the most. For Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. Now when you please God, what are you doing? You are invoking a supernatural force to back your effort. And God giveth you grace. And you begin to achieve and attain things that ordinary strength cannot explain. Logic cannot explain your results. Your, your results does not match your effort. Your effort becomes, your results become larger. It, out, it outweighs your, it outweighs your, your, your efforts. Because you have a supernatural backing. Because you are pleasing the king of the universe. Another positive trait. Is, is, is virtue now what is virtue virtue is a quality of doing what is good and right and avoiding wrong cutting corners wagadri azar azar virtue be a virtuous person be a virtuous woman be a virtuous man let people know you for who you are be real to people you say one thing here, you say another thing elsewhere. Nobody can trust you. Even when you are saying the right thing, nobody can trust you. And so these are the things that when you don't have, they makes you to be he that has not. Because even people, you can't even have people on your corner. You can't even have people to stand for you. You can't even have people to believe in you. You can't even have people to trust you. Virtue. Virtue. Goodness. Be good. Be good. Virtue. Virtue. Makato Shepela the house. Now, 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 is a trait of knowledge 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 is defined as the condition in which you are aware of fact and realities that are true important and relevant knowledge is a thing that sets people apart now Hosea chapter 4 verse 1 says the Bible said the lack of knowledge my people perish you enter into problems because of your ignorance 
First Corinthians chapter two, verse number eleven. The Bible says that we for, lest we become, lest lest Satan have advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So being ignorant of the devices of the enemy makes you, or being ignorant in life generally, puts you at a great disadvantage. Put you at a great disadvantage. Put you at a great disadvantage. Knowledge is a very valuable thing. Anybody that has been able to attain a remarkable, uh, uh, anybody that's, that has been able to achieve a remarkable thing has knowledge in the field they've entered. The difference between the salary of a nurse and a doctor is the, is the amount of knowledge acquired in the same field. 99% of the time, they learn almost the same thing. But the doctor goes deeper. It means the doctor acquires more knowledge in the field than that of a nurse. And that is the difference between their salary. And that is the difference between their privileges even at the workplace. And that is the difference between their prestige and, and, and everything that comes with the profession. Knowledge. 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 You cannot create the man that creates cars and the man that repairs them. The difference between them is the depth of knowledge they have. That is why one is richer and one is poorer. That is why one dress in suit and the other one dress in rags. Knowledge is very important. You cannot ignore knowledge and, and think you will have you you'll be a heathen heart. You can't. You can't. Knowledge is a very important prerequisite to arising to the place of importance, to arising to the place of an achiever, to arising to the place of heathen heart. Heathen heart. You must have something to share. You must know something to share. Mazado Shapanada. Knowledge. 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 Now, temperance is the next thing. And the, and the ASV says self-control. Now, there is a particular word in the scripture called lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. And that word means lack of self-control or lack of control or unrestricted lack of self-control. If you are not able to, if you are not able to control yourself, if you are not able to control things, if you are not able to, if you are not able to bring yourself under subjection, hey, 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 your life can easily be destroyed. The reason why people who are cocaine addicts they become casualties 99.9% of the time is because once they test that thing, it is almost impossible for them to control themselves and control the edges to go in for these things yeah 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 so not being able to control or not being able to exercise temperance or moderation in the things you do can destroy your life forever can destroy your life forever self-control being able to say no i will not do this being able to say no i will not cross this being able to set budget and live within your budget live within your means and not impress others who don't even care you impress others and depress yourself come on now come on now come on now you impress people who don't even take notice of you they know you are poor so don't drive that expensive car you can't afford they know you can't afford. They know you are just putting up the gate, the act. You are just—it is just an act you are putting up. They know you because one, right after driving that expensive car, you park it in front of someone's house, then you enter into the person's house as a tenant. Come on now, they know you are poor. You don't—you you, don't—you you are not in that rank. 
So you try to you try to you try to live above your means. You want it, so you buy it. Even when you don't have the money, you borrow it. That is why you have become a slave. That is why you have made yourself, you have, you have put a lot of undue pressure on yourself and you are struggling for nothing because of lack of self-control. Many things that happens on this earth is because people are not able to control their edges and control themselves. Control their edges and themselves. You sleep with someone's wife because you feel like sleeping. You cannot even control yourself. You can't even stop yourself. You feel like smoking, then you smoke. You feel like beating, then you beat. You feel like you feel like insulting, then you smoke. You insult. You feel like gossiping, and you gossip. Come on, change your ways. Temperance, living life, being disciplined enough to moderate yourself in all things. Live by your pennies. Count your pennies, and you'll be okay. Count the little pennies and the precious and the sense that you have, and you'll be good. You'll be good. I think I'm preaching a good message. You will be good. Makado Shavalada. First Corinthians chapter 9 and the verse number 25. It says, Mastery is temperance in all things. Mastery is temperance in all things. It's temperance in all things. Be, te- be, be, be temperate. Be doing everything with moderation. It's your key to advance beyond the expectations of man. Temperance. Temperance. Huh? Temperance. You see food in the kitchen, you want to finish it. You see money in your hands, you have to spend it. You don't even understand the difference between saving or investing or putting some money somewhere for a rainy day. Because the money is in your hands, you have to buy that nice shoe. You have to buy that nice dress. You have to spend it on that, on that side check. You have to waste that money. You have become a waster and nothing sustains, nothing, nothing gets sustained in your hands. Even when you go and borrow money from the bank, you use that money you borrow from the bank to, 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 to do parties and to do funerals. What kind of foolishness is this? Excuse my language. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse number 17. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is a son of a noble, and thy king eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. There are people that eat in excess. You eat harder, you can't even, you eat too much that you can't even breathe. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It means you lack temperance. You can't control yourself. When you have to fast, you can't fast. You want to eat. When, when, when someone is talking to you and you are you are angry, you can't even hold back your anger. You want to, you want to, you want to explode. You want to explode. So there is no temperance. There's no temperance. And someone standing somewhere looking at you, maybe your helper looking at you, immediately you create a certain image and a certain picture of you that the person cannot even relate anymore. Temperance. No control. No control. And, the, and, the, and the another positive trait that he that heart has is a trait of patience. Patience. Patience is the good natured tolerance of delay or incompetence. To be patient is to be steadfast despite opposition, despite difficulty, despite adversity. A patient person bears pains and trials without complaint. Everything you want to complain. Are you the only person struggling? Everything you will talk. Oh, oh. Change your life. Tell your neighbor, change your life. Change your life. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. Every day you want to complain. <laughs> no pain.
patience. No patience at all. No patience at all. You pray one week. The next week you're expecting results. If the results is not in, you're going to the juju man's house. That's why your life is a waitress. That is why your life is a waitress. You have to be able to exercise patience in order to rise up in the things of life. The farmer has to be patient to see the seed that he has sown grow up. Patience. Patience. Patience is that personal trait that makes you inherit good things. Psalm 37, verse number 7 to the verse number 9. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest in the Lord and wait, and wait patiently for him. These are the words of the psalmist. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his ways. For evil doers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Patience, wait upon the Lord. Patience, patience, patience. Wait upon the Lord. Wait for your time to come. Wait for God to visit you. Wait for that moment where the Lord will say, This is your time. This is your hour. For every purpose under the, the earth, there is a time and there is a season. Are you operating in your season? Are you operating in your time? Or you are operating out of jealousy? There is something else moving you, and therefore you are forcing your way. So you have to lie here. You have to sleep with someone's husband. You have to deceive someone. And then you are gathering curses. And yet still, you leave that, that that thing you struggle for a long time you should leave it you should leave it because of your lack of patience you should leave it you should leave it patience 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 tell your neighbor patience be patient be patient be patient be patient be patient patience has a power to save you from a long head power to save you from long head from hurting yourself from destroying yourself patience 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 a poor man carried $500 that was given to him by his boss to buy a television set and his other friend invested that $500 given to him by his boss Ten years down the line, the man with the five hundred dollars that he invested has gained extra twenty thousand dollars out of it. And the man that bought the television set with the money, the television has broken down. He can't even fix it. There is no self-control. There is no patience. You want a television? The patience is you have a seed in your hands. Sow that seed and use that seed, the, the fruit of that seed, to buy the television. And you even have abundance after that. But no, you want it now. Self, you, there is no delay gratification. You want a heavy wedding. Say, Charlie, my wedding there has to be a superstar wedding. I have to, my wedding should be like a Hollywood wedding. My friend, slow down, slow down. Tell your neighbor, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. The man that spent $500 on his wedding and the man that spent $5 million on his wedding, they all have the same marriage certificate. So slow down, slow down. Tell your neighbor, slow down. Slow down. Patience. Patience. You must know at what level you are operating in and flow in your level, flow in your season, flow in your time. Flow in it. Flow in it. Flow in it. Now, the next positive trait is a trait of godliness. My time is gone, but I want to finish this quickly. Godliness. 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 Godliness is defined as the quality of being like God. 
Now, God is a creative thinker. So being godly means being creative, not being religious. Not being religious. Creative thinker. God is a cre- God is a creator. He creates things. In other words, a, a godly person causes things that do not exist to exist. Godliness. You cause things that do not exist to exist. Marco has godliness make you profitable in the things you do because because a godly man is not a wasteful man it's not a wasteful man it's not a wasteful man huh? godliness with contempt is a great gain it's a great gain it's a great gain it's a great gain godliness now the next thing is brotherly love there are people who don't love each other. They don't love themselves at all. You don't love at all. Selfishness is a thing that destroys you. Selfishness is a thing that has destroyed many families. Selfishness is a thing that has destroyed many nations. Selfishness is a thing that has destroyed many continents. The continent of Africa. You will receive money to, to do the road. And because of your selfish desire to make yourself happy and your family happy, you don't do the road and many families die on this road because of selfishness. Selfishness. There's no brotherly love. There's no love. Now, one day a farmer bought a, 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 a mouse trap. This farmer has all kinds of animals. A cow, he has pork, he has chicken, he has every animal. And then the mouse began to cry to the rest of the animals. There is a mouse trap in this house. There is a mouse, a mouse trap in this house. And they all began to shut him down. He said, Listen, my friend, you can't be making this noise, unnecessary noise. If there's a mouse trap, that's your business. Maybe that's, that's your business. You know. You are, you are likely to die. We are not likely to die. We don't care about the monster at all. <laughs> you see, there is no brotherly love. There is no brotherly love. That in the night, the mousetrap, they heard the sound of the mousetrap. The, the farmer and his wife heard the, the sound of the mousetrap. Pow! They say, Kai, we've got the animal. They are going to find it. Not knowing the mousetrap have, have caught a snake by the tail. So, and it was dark in the night. So the snake bites the, the, the wife of the farmer. They went to the hospital. They tried whatever they would try. They, they tried to solve the, the poison. And the woman came home with fever. And in that village, it is widely known that when there is a fever, you have to kill a fowl. You need a chicken lime soup to drink and be okay. <laughs> so, the, the, the relative who came to visit said, kill the chicken and have a chicken lime soup and you'll be fine. So, they killed this chicken. They killed the chicken. Because of the mouse trap. They killed the chicken and the mouse was watching in the hole in the wall watching all the things that is going on and the woman could not still be okay other visitors came to visit her what is going on now they have to spend some time with her and the farmer now needs to feed his visitors so he has to kill the 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 the, the, the pork the, the the pig to feed his people give them pork chops pork chops pork chops now eventually the woman could not survive and she died and there was a lot of people in the house the farmer now has to kill his cow to feel to feed his funeral guest now because of the mousetrap that they all did not pay attention because they think they are not the ones whose life are at stake it's a brother's life so they don't care that same brother was alive and they all got killed and the mouse watched with such sadness when there is no love when there is no love, there is distraction. That is, there's a perpetual distraction and a perpetual failure that falls upon a generation and a group of people. 
Love. 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 Let brotherly love continue. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 1. He said, if I speak in the language of angels and I have no love, I am nothing. A lot of people are nothing. Regardless their gift, regardless their riches. I know rich men, very rich men, and they don't even have any human being in their life. And therefore, their life has become meaningless to them, meaningless to them. Even after conquering and destroying others to get to where they are, they've realized that life is actually meaningless. Now they are siding with, 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 with Solomon, but it is too late. Meaningless upon meaningless. Oh, it's vanity. Everything is vanity. Show love to someone while you can. Show love to someone while you can. A lady told me, she said, Man of God, my sister called me from 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 from, from back home and said she is sick and that she needed a certain amount of money. He says, It's not like I don't have the money, but I thought she was lying to me, so I didn't give her the money. The next thing I heard was she was dead. She was dead. My only biological sister is gone. I don't have any other sister again. Now the money is there, but the person is dead. Let life continue. Love. Let life continue. You to stop lying to people so when you speak, they can believe you. But the person is dead. The person is what? Is dead. Love is the very important treasure that keeps family together, that keeps a generation together. Beloved, it's such a blessing to have you, such a blessing to be with you. And to share the words of Jesus. We are, don't forget, we are still talking about the words of Jesus. In Mark chapter 4 and the verse number 25, he said, He that hath, to him will more be given, and he that hath not, to him that which he has will even be taken away. So we are looking at the things that makes a man he that hath, and the things that makes a man he that hath not. Now, in the next episode, I'll bring you the traits that makes a person he that hath not. Now look at the trait of he that hath and look at the trait of he that hath not and make sure you follow the trait of he that hath in order to walk in that dimension. God bless you. Remain blessed till we meet again. My name remains Evans Obadiah and I, I, I hope to come your way same time tomorrow. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your time. Stay blessed. Amen.